welcome to Marriage Steps Podcast, where reducing the divorce rate, one marriage at a time is the goal, and following my six marriage steps is a path to help get us there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, licensed psychologist and marriage counselor. This show is for your marriage, so call 303-596-6836 with your questions for me or suggestions on what topics I should cover. You also can email me at info at drwyattfisher.com or message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash drwyattfisher. That's D-R-W-Y-A-T-T-F-I-S-H-E-R. Quick announcement, just as a reminder, the Total Marriage Refresh event is coming up September 28th in Denver, Colorado. If you have never attended one of my seminars, I highly encourage you to come. I go through the six proven steps necessary for marital satisfaction. There's no group sharing. A lot of people get scared about that. It's very multimedia, so it's engaging, and there's a lot of time for just you and your partner to process through everything that's discussed. So couples leave with a tremendous amount of tools in their toolbox. There's an early bird discount until August 31st of 50% off. Uh, So if you're interested in that, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com, and click on live events. Today I'm going to talk about four steps to resolving vicious cycles in your marriage. A vicious cycle is when you and your partner have an area you fight about or you have tension about or you have problems with again and again and again and again. That's why it's a cycle. It goes around and around and around. And normally what happens is one partner's weaknesses rubs up against another partner's weaknesses, and then it just plays off each other like a ping pong match. If you've ever played ping pong, it goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I have a ping pong table in my basement, and I love to play ping pong. And it's a great analogy of this, where if you have a vicious cycle going on in your marriage, it can feel like there's no way out, because you just go back and forth, and you fall into this rut, this vicious cycle. So I'm going to share an example of a vicious cycle my wife and I fell into when we were first married, and maybe as I'm sharing my example, you can be thinking about your example. So when my wife and I first got married, my wife avoided sex. She was not interested in sex. She avoided it at all costs. And the reason for that is she had sexual trauma in her upbringing. She was exposed to a lot of Uh, unpleasant things, and so that made her enter into marriage hating sex and thinking sex was dirty and that people that desired sex are dirty and sex and love do not go together. So she had all these negative uh, beliefs in her mind about sexual intimacy when we got married, and neither of us understood that or knew that that was actually there, that that her upbringing had left such an imprint. But once we entered matrimony, it became very evident because she avoided sex. And and my reaction to that as a young person, we got married pretty young. She was 21, I was 23, fresh out of college, fresh out of undergrad. This is before any psychological training on my part. Um, I would get, initially, when she would reject sex, I would feel rejected And I would feel lonely. But what would come out would be anger. And so we developed this vicious cycle. She would avoid sex. I would express anger. The more anger I expressed, 
the more I seemed unsafe to her, so she avoided sex even further. The more she avoided sex even further, the more angry I became. The more angry I became, the more she felt like I wasn't sensitive to her trauma, so she retreated even more. And a vicious cycle started in our marriage early on, the first year, first couple years of our marriage, and that became our pattern for a while until we finally were able to start working through it and receive healing. But that really crippled our marriage in those first early years, and that was our vicious cycle. She would avoid sex, I would get angry. The more I would get angry, the more she would avoid, the more she would avoid, the more I'd get angry. Vicious cycle. So step one on solving these vicious cycles is to identify what is yours. What's your biggest vicious cycle in your marriage? All marriages have them because there's weaknesses for you, weaknesses for your partner, there's differences in your wiring, differences in needs, all sorts of things creates vicious cycles. Couples usually have three to four vicious cycles, but a lot of times they can have just one primary vicious cycle. And for my wife and I, this was our primary vicious cycle in the early days of our marriage. So what is your vicious cycle? You may already know what it is and maybe on the tip of your tongue, or you may need to think it through. What is our vicious cycle? Because step one, you can't resolve vicious cycles until you can name it. You need to be able to to name the cycle and to be able to really identify what it is for you and your partner. Step two is you want to look at your part. How are you contributing to the vicious cycle? It's so easy to point the finger at your partner. Sometimes you know people will make a joke and say, I give them the finger and then I point the finger. <laughs> but you need to look at, instead of pointing the finger, point the finger at yourself. What is your part of the vicious cycle? So with my wife and I, for years, I pointed the finger at her and I blamed her that it was all her fault, that she was avoiding sex. But after I started recognizing our cycle, our vicious cycle, and started looking at my part, I recognized that I was handling the situation poorly. I was reacting to her avoidance with anger and with harshness. I was not being careful or sensitive to her trauma. I was making it worse. And so I had to take ownership for my piece, for my part. And that is the part that I can control. So what's your part? What's your part of the vicious cycle? How are you contributing to it? How are you reacting to it? Don't be a victim to the vicious cycle in your marriage. Take ownership for your part, your side of the equation. You may think your partner is more to blame than you, and maybe that's right. Maybe that's correct. Maybe that's accurate. However, most likely you're making it worse by doing something. So you need to identify what is your part in the vicious cycle. That's step two. Step three is you want to identify what is your partner's part? What's their part of the vicious cycle? So when I go back to the example with my wife, obviously her part is she was avoiding sex because of the trauma in her background. So even though the trauma was highly crippling for her, she needed to take ownership that she wasn't doing much to heal the trauma or to work through the trauma or to resolve the trauma or taking responsibility for how her avoidance was impacting our marriage. She had to identify and acknowledge and own her part instead of just blaming me 
that I was handling the situation with harshness and anger, she had to also take responsibility for her part of this vicious cycle. So what's your partner's vicious, your, your partner's side of the vicious cycle? How are they contributing to it? Okay, that's step three. So, so far, we have what is the vicious cycle? You need to identify it. Step two, you know, have to identify your part. Step three, identify your partner's part. And ideally, you would do this together. You need to process and talk through this together. You may get stuck. You may not quite understand what your part is or your partner's part, or you may have different assessments of how you're both contributing. And if you're at an impasse or you become at an impasse with this, you may need to seek some outside help through trusted friend, family member, or a counselor, but you may need some objective person to look at your relationship and hear what's going on and for that person to identify which part you both are playing. I had a couple today I was working with in my practice and that's exactly what I did with them. They were describing their fight and how it goes and the pattern and the pattern, the vicious cycle became very clear to me. And so I pulled out my whiteboard and I drew a circle and I drew the husband and what he was doing and then I drew the wife and what she was doing and how it was a vicious cycle. The more the husband did his side, the worse the wife got, the worse the wife got, the worse the husband got. And that's what happens, a vicious cycle. But sometimes it's helpful to see somebody so they can point out what your vicious cycle is because sometimes it's hard to identify it and put words to it. Once you've done that, you've identified the vicious cycle, you see your part, you see your partner's part, the next step, the fourth step when resolving it is you need to focus on how you both can improve your side. Don't focus on what your partner needs to do different because that's our natural instinct. Focus on what you can do different. What's your side? The part that you can control and that you can influence. So if we go back to my example, my marriage and my early years of my marriage, my part is that I had to learn how to share my tender feelings with my wife on how I was feeling with the lack of sexual connection in our marriage. I had to learn, instead of becoming harsh and angry, I had to learn how to express what I was feeling underneath the anger, the tender underbelly. I had to work on expressing my feelings of hurt, of rejection, of loneliness, without it turning into an attack on her. That was one thing I had to learn to do. The second thing I had to learn to do was become more supportive and sensitive with her trauma and how hard it must be for her to want to need to work on this area of sex, sexual connection that's so traumatic and how hard that must be for her. I had to learn how to become empathic and supportive and not just to be thinking of my needs, but to also simultaneously be thinking about what it would be like for her. So one eye in, one eye out. So that was my growth areas. That was the things that I had to take ownership for, the things that I could focus on. For my wife, what she had to focus on is to start facing her trauma instead of running from it. She had always run from it. And so she had to recognize for the first time she can't run anymore. No matter how difficult, no matter how hard, she had to start facing it. She had to start receiving help for it. She had to start reaching out for counseling for it. She had to start reading books about it. She had to do it because she knew it was the right thing to do and she wanted to do it, not just because it was what I wanted her to do. She had to own it for herself. 
In addition, she had to focus on what could help her feel safer in our sexual connection so that she wouldn't feel triggered with her trauma. What would that look like? What were some steps that she could take towards me sexually? What would she feel comfortable with? Instead of focusing on all the things she could not do, she had to learn to focus on what she could do and what she would feel comfortable with that wouldn't re-traumatize or trigger her or at least reduce the risk of those things happening. What, what could be some starting points for her instead of all or nothing? So that was her growth areas that she had to take responsibility for. So what are yours? How can you improve your part in your vicious cycle with your partner? How can you get better? How do you need to approach it different? What do you need to improve in? And likewise with them, how do they need to improve? What do they need to get better in? Have this conversation with your partner. Ideally, you can work through this and talk through this. But again, if you can't, if you get stuck, talk with a trusted family or friend member or talk with a counselor to help them work through with you your growth area and how you can get better. And that's what I did with the couple I was working with today. When we were talking with the the husband, we identified one concrete thing he can start doing to improve his side of the equation. And likewise, we did the same thing with the wife. What's one concrete thing she can start doing to improve her side of the vicious cycle? And that's a great feeling because then not one person is the, the villain. Both people are contributing. Therefore, both people can work at solving the vicious cycle. So those are the four steps to resolving the vicious cycle that all marriages can fall into. One is what are your vicious cycles? What's the primary one? Two, what's your part in that vicious cycle? Three, what's your partner's part? And then four, how can you both start improving to start dissolving that vicious cycle that's harming your relationship? Thank you for listening to the Marriage Steps podcast. For more marriage resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. That's D-R-W-Y-A-T-T-F-I-S-H-E-R.com. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with your family and friends. And if you believe in my mission to reduce the divorce rate and would like to keep the Marriage Steps podcast on the air, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash marriage steps. Take care.